peoples of the worldwide federated internet. What's good? And the madness continues. I know I say in all my videos, this won't be long. I don't think this is really going to be long, though. So I watched the video where Nick Cannon made his comments, which I'm seeing reports that he has since apologized for and said that he has seen the error of his ways. I'm sure there's some financial reasoning behind his apology i'm sure i'm sure it's probably well i don't want to assume the man's motives but i'm gonna say there was probably some financial motivation behind his apology i would not be surprised but when i heard his comments i was like you know what i probably should address these comments, some of the things he said, and I probably should address these things biblically because what I'm finding right now and this time that we're in is that people are attaching themselves to beliefs and going along with certain things and agreeing with certain things because they don't fully grasp what the Bible says about certain issues. And the thing is, there's some believers falling into this category as well. As shocking as that is, it's happening. And so a lot of these issues, when I see them come up, you know, I like I saw the story in passing and I was like, ah, you know, that that's really nothing. And then as I thought more about what he said, I was like, nah, you know what? I probably need to get to this because I know how these things go and I know how people just attach themselves to issues, even if not wholeheartedly. Right. Like somebody might listen to what Nick Cannon said and they might say, well, you know, I don't agree with everything he said, but he has some good points. We've all heard heard that argument. We've all heard that saying. Look, what he said there was no good points. There was no good points. There's one in, in, I don't, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to word this. I agree with what he said. If he applies what he said to everyone, if he applies it to everyone, no matter who you are, I'm on board with him. But applying what he said to just one group of people, yeah, I can't go with that. So anyway, you know how I do. Let's get into this. So in the book of Acts, chapter 17, verse 26, this is what the Bible says. 
the Bible says, well, let's start at verse 24. So let me go back up. Let's start at verse 24. The Bible says, And God that made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hands, neither is worship with men's hands, as though he needed anything, seeing he giveth to all life and breath and all things, and hath made of one blood all nations. Listen to that again. And hath made of one blood all nations. Let me read that again, because you need to think about Nick Cannon's comments when you when you hear what's being said here and hath made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on the face of the earth and have determined the times before appointed and the bonds of their habitation. So God just said. From one blood, he made all nations of men. We all come from Adam. There is no, this people lack this in their blood and we have this and they lack this and we have, that is nonsense. That's foolishness. I may do a video in the future where, where I deal with the idea of, of, race from the Bible and where this this whole idea, humanistic idea of race originated. But for sake of time and what I'm dealing with today, I'll just stick to the subject at hand. So when he when when I listen to his comments and I'm listening to what he's saying, I'm thinking to myself, this is humanistic reasoning. And it would be very easy for people to get trapped into this idea. And it will be very easy for people to be convinced that, oh, you know, some of what he said, well, I, I agree with some of them. And this is what I meant by my first comment. So he talked about, he talked about everyone other than black, right? And, and he made it as though the skin tone and the melanin somehow magically makes me great just because of my melanin. I'm somehow majestic. That is such foolishness. Look there. And let me deal with this while I'm here. <laughs> I said this was going to be short, but I get all kinds of things running through my head. I love who I am. I have no problem with who I am. I was born a dark skinned black man. I'm thankful to God for life, but I don't, I don't idolize and, and revel in my blackness. Like that's idolatry. That's exactly what that is. So when I listen to his comments about, you know, these men and, you know, this group and this group and that group, and they were in the Caucasus mountains and savages and this, if he would have applied savagery to all men of all nationalities, of all tribes, I'd be on board with him. Because that would be biblical. And I'm going to show you that in a second. I'm sure, you know, 
most of you probably already know the verses I'm going to go to. But when he made his comments, see, I always, again, my vantage point when I'm looking at things is I'm always thinking, what is what is the devil's purpose in this? What is his goal of deception and what's being said or what's being done? If I believe that I'm that somehow my melanin makes me majestic, first of all, the foolishness in those comments. Let me let me let me let me stick to what I'm saying before I let me let me let me get back to what I'm saying because I'm going I'm getting ready to go on a tangent because like I said once I once I really thought about what he said and where this would take people mentally I was like nah I got to deal with this because if if I'm if I'm the devil I'm thinking to myself if I can get these people to think that there's something about them that makes them majestic. And, and inherently makes them righteous and good, then they'll never seek God. Foolishness. Straight and utter foolishness. So in the book of Romans, let's go there. Chapter 3 and verse 9. Is that where I want to go? Yes. So the book of Romans, chapter three and verse nine, you see when the, when the founding fathers of the United States wrote that all men are created equal, I don't know if, if maybe there was a, a, a believer present that pushed that idea. I don't know that. I don't know if that's, if that's something they came, came up with through some other philosophic reasoning, but all men being being created equal is a true statement and a biblical statement. In the book of Romans chapter three and verse nine, the Bible says, what then are we better than they? No, in no wise for we have before, uh, before proved both Jew and Gentile. Now, when you see that in the Bible, Jew and Gentile understand that the Old Testament was dealing with the earth from the vantage point of God dealing with the Jewish people and in so telling the history of humanity and dealing with the Jewish people, right? Who served and believe the true and living God, the only God of heaven and earth. So when you see Jew and Gentile, that is everyone, everyone. This is everybody, all of humanity. So the Bible says again, Romans three and verse nine, what then are we better than they No, in no wise for we have before proved both Jews and Gentiles that they are all under sin. And if you read further, let's see what category all of us are in. As it is written, there is none righteous. Your melanin don't make you righteous. Your fame don't make you righteous. Your riches don't make you righteous. No, not one. 
Your family lineage doesn't make you righteous. There is none that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. And it goes on further to explain all of our characteristics. And this is why I said if he would have put that on all people, all of us, I'd have been like, yeah, you're right. All of us have this problem. Their throat is an open sepulcher. With their tongues, they have used deceit. The poison of asp is under their lips, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. We're all savages. That's in all of our hearts. Nobody escapes this. Nobody. Destruction and misery are their ways. That's all of us. Every people group, every tribe, every nation, every skin tone. And the way of peace have they not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Now, why is this important to get to that? Again, because I believe there are people who will legitimately get roped and wrapped into this idea because when he's talking, when he's talking, it sounds like he's he knows what he's talking about. And Professor Griff, it, there's a lot of people I've realized in life that when they talk, they are so convincing. They sound so believable that you just you, you want to latch on to what they're saying. Their words sound so true. And their delivery is so good that if you're not paying attention, you will get got. That is a fact. You definitely have to pay attention. I don't want to get got. But when he was talking and as I listened, like I said, I wasn't going to talk about it. But as I listened, I was like, man, this sounds too convincing. I'm going to have to deal with this. Lest somebody would run with this, not understanding what the Bible actually teaches. You saw what the book of Romans just said. If he came out and said, yeah, all people, all people, groups, all nationalities, we're all savages without God. We're all savages. I'd have been like, yeah, yeah, he's right. He's right there. We've all sinned. Yeah, the Bible's concluded. All of us under sin. And, in, and unless somebody would think. That is just a New Testament idea and principle. If you go to the book of Psalms, uh, Psalm 143, Psalm 143, verse one and two. Hear my prayer, O Lord, give ear to my supplications and thy faithfulness. Answer me and in thy uh, and in thy righteousness and enter not and enter not into judgment with thy servant for in thy sight shall no man be justified. So this is 
David, a man that the Bible says was after God's own heart. And he's saying before God, no man that he's including himself in that. None of us are justified before you. This might seem like a simple idea. It might seem like something that, you know, why do I even need to cover this? For those of you who believe the Bible, you might say, why do you even need to cover this? Think back, let's say, 30, 40 years. If I were to approach you, for those of you who are old enough to have been alive 30 or 40 years ago, if I would have approached you 35 years ago and said, there's going to come a time where we're going to be debating on how many sexes there are, whether it's just me, uh, woman and man, you laugh in my face. So I think a lot of issues like this need to be covered, recovered and covered again from the Bible and gone over from people who believe the Bible, lest one believers fall into the trap of thinking, well, you know, some of the things he said made sense. And then people who don't read the Bible and don't know the Bible are under the assumption that, yeah, what this guy's saying sounds good. No, it's not. And one of the biggest things is, as I said, you know, early on in the video, if you believe that somehow your melanin magically makes you righteous, that you're inherently and innately good, you'll never seek God. You'll never seek a way of salvation. I'm telling you, this is exactly what that wicked one, the devil, the thief that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. This is exactly what he wants. I'm telling you, I'm, I am seeing this so much more clearly now than I ever have. When I look at all the things going on, like what's the play here? What's the play here? Easy. The play is get men to die without God so they can join the devil in Revelation chapter 20. If you don't know what happened in Revelation chapter 20, I admonish you, go read that whole chapter and you'll see exactly what happens there. The devil is cast into the lake of fire and everyone who has died without the Lord Jesus Christ is cast there with him. That's what he wants. That's what he wants. Y'all know what it is. Stay frosty, people.